Blog Talk Radio. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. 
Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestavani. Good afternoon, everybody. It is January the 15th, 2013. I'm Storm Sestavani. You're listening to Keep It Magic. I'm here, of course, with the co-hostess with, of the mostess, Miss Jackie Smith. And today we're going to put a little bit of play into your lives, so you will definitely want to uh, listen to the show. It is one that people have been waiting for for weeks. And listen all the way through. <laughs> yeah, and listen all the way through. Even you got to go back to the podcast. Don't leave yourself hanging. Yeah, you don't, leave, don't leave yourself hanging. I mean, people have been waiting for this particular episode for quite a while. Um, and if I do say myself, I think it's probably going to be one of our best shows ever. Concur. Just so it, um, Where's our sure. applause button? Oh, oh, I have one somewhere. Where is okay. it? Okay. <laughs> that was worthy of an applause. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> I'm sorry, I interrupted your beginning. Yeah, please please I mean, feel free to continue. <laughs> Make sure that you cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com, um, where if you have a problem in your life, no matter what that problem is, whether it be a career problem, a love life problem, you need a little bit of spiritual protection, no matter what that is, um, cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com because we have a candle for that. So make sure that you check that out. So, Jackie, what's been going on with you? Um, busy, busy, busy. That's my normal MO. I'm tired of that word. Um, but the thing is, is that there's a light at the end of the tunnel for me because I'm getting organized. I've, As we talked about last week on the show, we did some reorging over at Coventry. And I am stepping into a new role, um, which I'm really excited about and having fun with. And there's a lot of, it's testing my patience because I want, I see what needs to be done and I want it, I want to Samantha it. I want to go wrinkle my nose and have it just done. And it doesn't work that way, does it, Storm? I really don't know if a Virgo with Mars in Leo in the 11th house and the moon in Libra is going to be able to do the patience thing. <laughs> Are you calling me out? I'm just saying, you may need to adjust that. Right. Yeah, I might. I might, yeah. So I, I, it's a matter of, um, how shall I say this? Uh, time space continuum of yeah. what how much can I get done, how fast and um and you know it's really funny is this is this something astrological um that uh that that it's like meetings, 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 or is it just me? It's just you, okay, thank you very much. I appreciate that support. <laughs> it's just you right now, Jackie. I have like no meetings, you know. <laughs> or it's discovery time. It's it's reworking things and it's um oh but the best thing I have to tell you, the best thing that happened this weekend is my daughter's birthday party. That was so awesome. So mm-hmm. my my daughter um turned sixteen last Thursday mm-hmm. and she's not a sweet sixteen kind of gal. And I wanted to do something special for her, and she didn't want anything, blah, blah, blah. So she didn't get a car or a nose lift? Yeah, no. Okay. Well, okay, when your birthday is January 10th, and you're right after Christmas, um, there's a lot of things that, that you know, you, you just got a big present. So it's, mm-hmm. it's um, I try to make the birthday special, do that whole good mom thing. And um, with her, she didn't want anything. 
and because she's in the middle of finals, she's all pouty about stuff. But what I said is just have some friends over, blah blah blah. And I got her, I got her a Doctor Who Tardis cake made, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It was it was brilliant. And um, she had some of her friends from the Geek Club come over, and that's this group. That is the Geek Club, not the Glee Club, right? Right, Geek. Okay. G E E K. And that's what they call themselves. It's not something I'm calling them. And um, they all get together on uh, at lunchtime in this one teacher's room with the teacher there and, you know, play games and all that other stuff, which just really makes me laugh. They got there, and they were having a Mario fest, a Mario party, where they're just playing Mario Kart or whatever they're playing. I don't even know. Um, laughing their high knees off. It was... Hours and hours of laughter. So they started at one, and about five thirty, it got really quiet. They even played Dance Dance Revolution. So here's these geeky boys and geeky girls watching each other play Dance Dance Revolution and laughing so hard. It was I, it was hilarious. I there was I was just loving hearing the laughter, and then all of a sudden at five thirty, it got quiet. So I went upstairs. So it's like maybe six thirty. So I went upstairs, going um, checking on them. What happened? And because uh, they were in the living room and I hid in the basement, and they just they were like falling out. It was they just were watching movies for the rest of the time. Oh my God, I I never I have never seen teenagers in that much joy before. It was great. Oh my God, that is hilarious. I oh and he, they brought one guy wore his chicken head mask and and they all made Rebecca some kind of chocolate or some dessert and it was awesome. It was just awesome. Did she get any gifts from these kids? Well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, she did. I almost forgot. Lord help me, I almost forgot. So the guy I don't forget came, anything, Jackie. Remember that. The guy that came in the chicken head mask, he brought Rebecca a present of a devil's head mask, with you know, like a furry devil's head mask. Mm-hmm. But he also brought her these cow hoof cups that are made out of cow hooves. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it, looking at the mask, and looking at this, and go, "Oh, is this like a thing?" He wants, <laughs> he wants you to dress up like the devil. What's going on? Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, mom. Um, yeah, those are creeping me out. Can you like, um, can you give them to one of your coven members?" <laughs> I started laughing. I go, "Honey, I, I'm not in a coven." She doesn't and know I'm that not... your coven exists of two people. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and I said, "And you know, um." I'm not a Satanist, right? We've we've cleared this for a long time. <laughs> so that was, she goes, well, I just thought maybe somebody would like them. And I go, oh. She's trying to share to bring some light into her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but now that she's clear that your cousin is two people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Storm doesn't want any cow hooves. Yeah, and I don't want any cow hooves. Made into cups or planners or whatever. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious! I'm like, yeah, I, we got to figure out where they're gonna go. <laughs> Since they're not decor yeah. for my house. <laughs> but it was great. It was, it was like what? It was a perfect day. Yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Was, That's all I've been doing is abs. I know. The ab master. Abs, 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 abs. Are you going for your 8-pack or your 12-pack? 8. You can't get a 12-pack, Jackie. I don't know. I'm just making it up. I have one. 
one pack? Yeah. I don't even have one pack. What am I saying? That's kind of interesting. One we pack? could never live together, you know that? True. True. <laughs> we would drive each other crazy. Yeah, mainly because you would have to help me with my abs by standing on my stomach or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be bugging you. I want to go to the movies. Abs. <laughs> the abs are more important than the movies. Come on, let's just go for a walk. Anywhere outside the house. <laughs> and what good is that going to do? I can't use my abs walking around. <laughs> but you can flex them. That is true. Or go shirtless. <laughs> That's creepy. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> I think that men should only be shirtless in the bedroom. I'm kind of creeped out by by it, unless it's like on like a fitness guy site. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of creeped out by it. It's very odd. Well, it it looks it it looks like it's perfectly natural in like um, photos and, yeah. and photo shoots and stuff like that. But then when you see some guy without his shirt, all you know, with walking his around the mall, walking without his sh- without his shirt, you're like asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if this was broadcast radio, we'd not be able to say. You know, yeah, exactly. And you know, wearing these people. shorts that go down to their knees, and you know, the shorts are always like right around the lower part of their hips, like they can't pull them up. And let's face it, let's face it, the guy was really like hanging out on the bus bench with his eight pack. All glistening with oil in his pants, half undone, like some of those pictures. <laughs> I'd be calling the cops. Well, well, creepers at the bus stop. My training instructor, Jackie, now I'm, I've been getting way too doozy lately, but there's one thing that I kind of drew the line on. Uh-huh. He says if you're sweating too much during exercises, to rub Vaseline on your eyebrows. Why? Well, it'd be so that the sweat doesn't drip into your eyes. Oh, because it'll redirect it. Yeah, it, it'll redirect the sweat. That's why you just wear a sweatband. <laughs> and I am just thinking to myself. And then sing Olivia Newton-John's song. Let's get physical. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> no, that's like a bad case of gay. I mean, uh, no, 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 that's not going to happen. I mean, that is, that is like, if you're still doing physical in 2013, that's a bad case of gay, and you need to kind of get over it already. Hey, I'm impressed that you went immediately to 2013 and yeah. didn't stumble over 2012 and go, oops. Hey, because I, I'm an astrologer girl. I have to be That's true. Sick. You've been saying 2013 since June of 2012. <laughs> yeah, since June. <laughs> 2013 is easy for me. So, <laughs> so we got a big, huge show. Um, yes, we do. And it's taken me, both of us days to prepare for. Yeah, this is this has been a long There's time. There's been meditation involved, card throwing, um, deep conversations with the divine. But one of the things that I thought that before we got into this, that I should probably define, Jackie, a few words. First of all, the plagues um, are from Exodus in the Old Testament. And it's basically the story where... Moses, who returns from the wilderness Mm -hmm. um, after he talks to a bush, um, which might get you put in the hospital nowadays, just saying. Um, But he was talking to this bush, and he comes back, and he's, you know, ready to leave the Israelites. And he goes to Pharaoh, basically, to get these, you know, to get him to let go of the Israelites. Now, you can look at it as a very, very interesting historical story. Mm -hmm. Or... 
you can look at it and the Bible as more of a metaphor for something that occurs inside of each of us on a day-to-day basis. That the, what the Bible is really talking about is the Israelites are those that want to follow a spiritual system. The Egyptians, Egyptians are those that are disconnected from a spiritual system. And Pharaoh is the negative ego. So basically you have the positive ego, Moses, and the negative ego, the Pharaoh, which are kind of in a conflict uh, in uh, this story. Now, of course, Pharaoh refuses to release Jackie, the the Israelite. Mm -hmm. So he gets um, ten plagues put on him. And still, you know, it isn't until after the tenth plague um, that what happened is that Pharaoh says, okay, you know, take these Israelites and go, okay? So what happens is, is that the Israelites go a mile away, and he's like, go after the Israelites! <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and the, the Egyptians end up drowning over it. So, uh, you know, there's kind of a telling tale here when you choose to participate in plagues over and over and over and over and over and over again. So, so, so um, what brought you to studying this? Um. The plagues themselves, there is a lot of discussion in the Zohar in regards to the plagues, um, which I found to be very, very interesting. But um, one of the things that I often do with the Zohar now, you know, because I've only been studying it for 13 years, um, is that I will now take stuff out and look at it astrologically as well, Okay. So basically what you have with the plagues is each of the ten plagues represent the ten sephirot, okay, Malkut up to Kacher. Um, and each of the sephirot have a planetary representation that's attached to them. So what I did is I played around with the Zohar, my own astrological knowledge, um, uh, you know, my own um, understanding of Kabbalah mm-hmm. um, and everything that's been taught to me for 13 years. And one of the things that I realized, Jackie, is that these plagues are actually connections or experiences, let me say, that we have that basically pushes us or is urging us to reconnect to the light, okay? When you disconnect from the light, you open yourselves up to a space, or in Kabbalah, what we call a klippa. Right. And in that particular space, Basically, what happens is that there's the ability for chaos to kind of take over and kind of rule and dominate your life a little bit. And so, these plagues here that I have in my hands, that I'm going to sprinkle around, um, like fairy dust, um, uh, which wouldn't be too doodly for me. Yeah. Um, What we're the lens that we're going to discuss them through is an astrological lens. And the lens that we're going to remedy them with is an alchemical candle magic lens. Okay. Um, so Jackie's already done all the candle magic work. Um, it Lord took her days. You've done yes, and you've done the astrological work, which has taken you a long time too. Yeah. But before we jump into them, I just want to you know recap something that, um, and I had this really weird um, like other show thing come in my ear as we were talking as you were explaining this a minute. So I'm not sure if you said this. So I apologize if I'm restating something that's already clear, is that um, when you take a look at some of the things, one of the things you've been teaching me and teaching the rest of us 
is when you take a look at some of the teachings in the Bible and the Kabbalah and the Zohar, they actually, if you update them to today, if you update them in the psychological way or, or in today's world, this this um, 21st century futuristic world that we're living in, you can see how they fit in. Yeah. You can see how we manifest these things. So one of the things that you and I have been talking about is not taking the Bible literally, but taking the Bible as um, as a story, as a cautionary tale, as um, um, a way of explaining something in yesterday's words, and then, and then we update them in today's words, and we can say, oh, so this really was some ancient text teaching us how to live mm-hmm. a life that's more balanced. Yes. Rather than we're evil or all this other stuff, it's just it's just looking at it in a different way. And so, when you went through that with the astrological lens, I w- was able to go, oh. and not only did I go, oh, I get it, have my aha moment. Just today, as I was finishing it up, I kind of lived it. Yeah. It was it was making me laugh and making me go aha even more. So. Now, now I turn it. Well, over. I kind of lived one of these plagues this weekend too. So yeah, that's uh, true. That's absolutely true. So we we live them in little bits. Now it can take us right back down. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, goodness knows uh, we've been talking about that in our own personal journey, like um, you know, reliving some things that we've tried to grow past. But um, um, it, it it's like one of those things that cycles through. And so if you can recognize it and recognize your own cycles and recognize that this is um, a plague or um, a negative energy, a negative um, a negative vibration that has um, a, a negative signature that has a cause and a resolution. And, exactly. And I think, I think that one of the major points that I need to make here, okay, is that any of these plagues, um, if you get one, and like we just said, you're going to vacillate in between them at different times in your life. Um, it can infect every other area of your life as well. So that's why that these are really, you know, important things to kind of mm-hmm. uh, keep your eye on. Because, you know, and in many ways, if you start to get one or two, there is a likelihood you could fall into all of them at once. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, like the Egyptians, you become, you, you know, you eventually drown. Mm-hmm. Um, in your particular experience, um, and not drown literally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, you know, it's like a, a tidal wave that ends up on top of you. Um, let's do the first one and then take a break, um, Jackie. Um, the first one is a plague of blood. And if any of you went to uh, Sunday school, you might remember some of them. Yeah, some of that, or, or watch the Ten Commandments, you might right. remember. Right, um, yeah, more likely it. <laughs> Which I have renamed the Plague of Earth. Okay. And basically, and, and basically, what happens is that um, the Creator instructs Aaron to turn the Nile to blood. Now, if you think about the Nile River, it's water, okay, and it is something that we take in for nourishment. So basically, what Aaron does is taints the water. Um, into something that is, it, ironically, is the source of all life cells, blood. Mm-hmm. And the Nile being their source of Yes, everything. but something that we can't filter. Right. Unless you're the vampire with that. 
<laughs> and then you might be able to filter it, but you know most of us can't do that. Um, so basically, when there is a plague of Earth that is going on, oftentimes, Jackie, what happens is that it is in, when we have moved into a complete me 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 reality. And what's that kind of reality? Me. You know you're. Uh, you're basing everything upon what it is that you have, who you're connected to, what car you drive. It's a very, very earthy, um, physical life reality only. It's not a connection to the divine. It is only a connection to the material world. And this is the first plague, okay? Is, is, this, is, also, is this also, just to kind of give it a little bit of an expansion on this, is this also, it doesn't exist unless I can see it, touch it, taste it, hear it? Yeah, so if or if you're from Missouri, you have the, the curse anyways because they're the show me states. Right. Or or those folks that say um, that say, well, just pick yourselves up by your bootstraps and and that kind of um, it's all about the hard work and the yeah uh, to get so so there's it's more than just me me me. It's also just that that it, if it's not tangible and if I can't spend it, if it's I can't spend it, sit on it, or walk on it, it doesn't it's not important. Yes, when your motivation now is just attaining mm-hmm. um, uh, and just having some form of physical existence, and it doesn't have anything to do with sharing light in any sort of way, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, your only reason for going to work is, you know, for, um, uh, you know, having your basic needs match. Um, your only reason for having money is to satisfy material or physical life pleasures. Mm-hmm. Um, this can become a heavy curse. Right. Okay. So, what do you think about that? Well, one of the things that you had talked about is that when you're not following a spiritual system, this is the first plague mm-hmm. of not following a spiritual system, is that you disconnect from <clears throat> from uh, the source Mm-hmm. Um, and that again, it be, again it becomes about that materialism. It becomes about show me. Um, it becomes about not trusting anyone but yourself. So to counter this, and, and then it's it's sad. It's sad. Your entire identity is based on what you do for a living, what kind of car you drive, who your wife is or your husband is, or, mm-hmm. or what kind of house you're living in. And so that's a very, very lonely... And you slowly morph into Kim Kardashian, which is a little frightening. Right, exactly. So, But this also, there's, there's the materialism is the curse. But for some people, it's fine. They don't see it as a curse. But when you're at a place, when you're uh, done with that, and you're going to counter that plague of blood or the plague of earth, you need to get in touch with the light, mm-hmm. the divine, the god, the goddess. Um, the divine allies, and I'm just going to from here on call it the light. So to, you get in touch with the light to understand the reward of having a spiritual system that you follow, and there's a greater reward in there that's immeasurable, meaning it cannot be measured. Mm-hmm. Not that it's greater than measurement, but just that it can't be measured. So often we have you know damages, personal fears, blocks that that internal brokenness. Um, around organized religion. Mm-hmm. And so we think spirituality and religion are the same thing, and they're not. Your spiritual path sometimes has nothing to do with any religion. It's your integrity. Um, so 
um, and and when you stop when you stop working from your integrity, your life loses meaning, becomes meaningless, and then you just become ungrounded and float around it, and and you're just not happy. So um, to help you, um, so there's I picked out three candles to help you heal those old wounds um, and put the spiritual and material pursuits into a healthy ba- balance. Now, here's how I did this. As I wrote the counter to it, I wrote the, the kind of the solution as a, as a thought process, and then I used the oracle, the Coventry Magic Oracle, and I drew three cards. And after I did the first one, I immediately called the storm and said, oh, my God, <laughs> this is just kicking my butt because it's amazing. So I pulled three cards that gave me three different candles. The first one was the witch's brew candle to heal old wounds. The second one was the heart candle to clear out the beliefs about materialism, lack, and balance. And then the third one was the vision quest candle to bring the spiritual material world into balance. Now, this may not make sense, but after I pulled those cards and read them, I was a little bit blown away, and here's why. So the witch's brew candle to heal the old wounds, and I was completely surprised. I I didn't even know what to say about that. But when I looked at it deeper, I said, the, I realized the ingredients in the witch's brew candle raise your vibration, they power up your vital body, and they help you to see the greater picture in all that you do. And that's the perfect combination for healing because you're 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 bringing all the parts together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just so amazing because it helps you have the courage to face those those broken fear, broken um, parts of you. Um, and that to trust in that spiritual path to raise your vibration to be able to to look for it or understand it or connect to it. Now, the heart candle to clear out the old beliefs about materialism and and your beliefs about lack and your beliefs about balance. This candle helps you release the past traumas, um, the past traumas that are filled with grief. And grief keeps you separate from the light. Grief makes you um, connect with those material things that you've lost. And that might be a physical, tangible thing like a person or or an idea. It also like an idea of who you think you are. So we grieve over many things. So grief keeps you locked in the material world because you don't trust that the divine has a better plan for you. Um, and when you have a spiritual path, you can let go of those things a little bit easier. Now, the Vision Quest candle brings the spiritual and material world into balance. And that's an ongoing quest to maintain for anybody in any spiritual path. And we we have to be introspective to find our truth and and our core self and the original seed of the divine that we were gifted upon our birth. So that vision quest candle is that quest to get back to there because we spend a lot of our lives getting away from it and now that quest to get back to it and bring it all into balance. It's not a one-shot deal. It's a continual quest. And and so those three just, just kind of really made my head sing about that going, oh, my God, I get it. <laughs> well, one thing for, for people to take in, keep in mind is that the plagues were inflicted upon the Egyptians, that the Israelites were kind of immune to them. So therefore... Um, one of the things that you can interpret out of that is when you are consciously making the choice to be disconnected from a spiritual system, that this is what, uh, the, these are the circumstances that will occur. Um, we're going to take a break. Jackie and I will be back in a flash. You're listening to Keep It Magic. 
okay? And basically what happens is that the frog ends up, they start appearing everywhere. And, for example, if a frog was, or, or if an Egyptian was cooking food, Jackie, and a frog ended up in the food, it would basically go from death to life. It would come back from the dead. It would resurrect itself. Um, and with this being the plague of the moon, the, plague, the moon has to do with our emotions. Um, in our um, reactive nature, um, which is basically what happens with uh, with the moon, it's that instinctual, um, reactive type of uh, of energy that we have. Uh, and basically, you know, when we are controlled by our emotions, um, oftentimes that this can become a very, very heavy plague because the person can't get out of that emotional center and start to view things from the rational intellect. Yeah. I know those people. <laughs> I'm one of those people. <laughs> At times. <laughs> oh, I am too. I'm, I'm too, and this is an interesting um, thing to spend a moment with. And, and once I started working on this, it's like I could hear the the voices in my head telling telling me um, about um, what what the counter to that is. So if you look at looking at this as that that dysfunctional behavior, one dysfunction turns into a swarm when it goes unchecked. Mm-hmm. Um, being controlled by our emotions and and the, you know what this kind of reminds me of is um, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. He didn't. Um, he's unchecked. Um, and and his emotions. He was. He's dead, Jackie. I know. Now he's dead. Sorry. Um, but so okay to counter the plague of frogs, you need to take responsibility for your part in your life. Um, when you're driven only by your reactions and when you're driven only by your instincts, you're placing the blame and the reward outside of yourself. So, so not just the not just the blame, but also the reward. So it couldn't ever be me. So then there's the downward spiral of the emotions. But the other spiral of the emotions is look at what everyone's doing to me. Mm-hmm. So victim consciousness, yeah. Absolutely. So you are giving everything else in your life your power except for you. So when you're ruled by your emotions and you're ruled by your dysfunctional behavior, you've decided to become the victim. So I um I realized we needed candles that are going to empower yourself to right action, to bring divine guidance and to become present in your own life. So um, I picked the three cards, and I got the prosperity affirmation to find your own worth um, and and to put yourself into right action, water emotional balance for divine guidance, and sweetgrass for becoming present in your own life. Now, I would flip these cards over, and I would just start laughing, going, of course, these these candles, of course. So to use the prosperity affirmation to find your own worth, and you, when you use this candle, you become open to receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're closed spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, you're stuck in your own pain and cannot see the right action, only the actions that limit your pain. So when you're stuck in your emotions, when you're stuck in that plague, that you're working specifically from your pain. And when we work from our pain, oh, it's bad news. So this helps you be more open um, than what your limited perspective gets you. And And so when you open up your perspective, you you can find the tools for the right action. You have the tools to understand what the right action is that you need to take to get out of that dysfunctional behavior. Um, the water emotional balance candle for divine guidance. So when your emotions are out of control, you can't hear the divine or receive the light. 
end of story. So you just when your emotions are out of control, when you're too happy, you're too full to receive, and when you're too sad or too angry, you've completely turned away from the light and you refuse it. Mm-hmm. So when you bring it into balance, you can use um, you can work within the light and use your emotions in a proactive and balanced way. So emotional extremes own and control you. So then you want to put that emotional balance back into a proactive, responsible, and empowered state. Now, the sweet grass for becoming present in your own life, I have to say I sat there and I laughed. And I said, thank you, because this is awesome. So when you are disconnected from your own life, your own wants, and your own needs, and you've abdicated your power to whomever or whatever wants it, that's always an invitation for chaos and negativity to take the driver's seat. So sweet grass reconnects you to the sweetness of life, Literally, that's its job. That's why it's called sweet grass. Um, and so when you're working from this place of gratitude, from the sweetness of life, you're present and you're accounted for in your own future. So when you say, I, I have some gratitude for life, you become present in your own life. So that's that's that reconnecting with life and, and bringing it into balance. What do you think about those three? I think that they're right. I uh, I found them very humorous when you pulled them. <laughs> <laughs> now, the next plague is called the plague of life or the plague of mercury. And one of the ways I think that is probably the best creative way of viewing this particular uh, plague is actually life. Uh, and when there is an infestation of the mind, which mercury has to do with the mind, that basically what occurs is that it infests and infests and infests and infests and influences, you know, your actions and then begins to influence your moon so you get a plague of the moon. And then, you know, influences the the earth so you get a plague of the earth. And one of the things uh, is that one of the things that we have to do in regards to the plague of life is that we have to figure out what it is that we have dominion over and also how very, very small things like thoughts can control and dictate our lives. Um, and life, like I said, is an infestation. It begins to control, your mind begins to control your life after a while, oh, yeah. which can be very, very difficult yeah. uh, in, in regards to uh, allowing that to continue. That tiny little thought can take hold and just wreak havoc mm-hmm. and like bore through all of your logic and your reasonableness and all your balance because that tiny little thought that says, you know, whatever it says, that fear, paranoia, it then rules everything, doesn't it? Yes. Absolutely. You know, so what is the the cure for this? Well, if you look at the plague of life being like your paranoid state, anxiety, phobia, fears, all that stuff. So to counter the plague of life, you have to become part of the bigger world and expand your mind so you can understand your life and understand all of life and your place in it. So the world is a scary place, and that's where that those anxieties and phobias and fears and paranoias come from. But that's when you're only looking in one direction. But it could also be a loving, rewarding, rewarding, nurturing, and fulfilling place. Like last Saturday, I could have been totally freaked out with these kids jumping around in my living room. Mm-hmm. But instead, I decided to just enjoy the love. With their life, by the way. With their life. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's 
it's a choice that you make. So when you make your thoughts and perspectives really small, everything else seems to be out to get you. It seems huge and out to get you, and you feel out of control. But when you expand your thoughts to become, oh, I'm part of the bigger thing, um, it, it's less scary. So these three candles help you expand your mind, break through your tiny box that you're stuck in, and help you assume your divine place in the world. So what I pulled was the love affirmation, the meditation affirmation, and the lucky seven. Mm-hmm. Now, this doesn't make sense, does it? The lucky seven, I like want to go to the casino. Go ahead. Right. But if you look at the love affirmation and you and you use that, that's the perfect candle to expand your mind because the heart and the mind are connected in this aspect. Mm-hmm. Where love is present, fears cannot exist. So you use the energy of love to displace that mental darkness that creates the limits and help that and keeps you in a state of mental anguish. Um, because when you just try and push the mental anguish out, you leave a void, and that void pulls more chaos in. So you use the love to displace it. And then um, use the meditation affirmation candle to break through the box that you put yourself in. Now, that doesn't make sense. And so you think about the fact that you, when you the box is the definition you've created um, where you've used the outer world to create you. Uh-huh. And you've re- retreated behind the safety of that box that small with small thoughts. But when you then go even further inside to find that your spirit is actually endless and that box means nothing. Uh-huh. And you cannot your spirit cannot be contained. So then you trick your fears and phobias by finding the light within. So that medita- you can't break out of that box because you've constructed it of all of your external world. So forget about going outside the box. Go into your inner universe. And that's what that meditation candle helps you with. Now the Lucky 7 Hoodoo Candle, and that will help you find your place in the world. And I love, and I, I really had a hard time with this one at, at first. I'm like, Lucky 7? So again, I just you know thought about it, meditated on it a while. But I realized it's because you create your own luck. When you step out of your fears and paranoias and say, oh, they don't control me, I control me. So I'm going to create my own luck, not only for my thoughts, but for my actions and my reactions and my beliefs. So you put yourself in the right place at the right time to build the confidence you need to then continuously take charge of your own reality. Isn't that a crazy thought? Yeah, one of the things. One of the things, Jackie, about this plague that will show you how powerful it is, that's all that you have to do is mention the word life, and people want to scratch their heads. Exactly. I already did that. Thank you, you very know, much. Uh, you know, so, I mean, that's all you have to do is think about life, and you automatically want to, sh- to scratch your head, which can show uh, how powerful this particular uh, plague is. Exactly. Um, next. The next one is the plague of wild beasts mm-hmm. or the plague of Venus. Now, basically what happens... Um, in the story is that all of the cows die. Uh-huh. And, poor yeah, the poor, those, those poor little cows. That's where my came from. <laughs> and really this has to do with Venus in her connection for the most part to the sign of Taurus, mm-hmm. which in many ways has to, deals with the natural orderly um, um cycles of the universe. When we are born and we take a breath, we're all fated to die. There's certain experiences that we all have to go through mm-hmm. in order to become well-rounded 
individual. <laughs> uh, we all have to go through a process. Um, and even in the mythology, Jackie and I know I've said this a million times, so uh, I'll just say it for the listeners. Out of all of the wars that happen in Greek mythology, Venus or Aphrodite is there causing them. So she likes to make connections. She likes to start wars. She likes to create relationships with people that have no need to have relationships. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, she can be a pretty ruthless goddess. Um, but one of the, the major things about her is that she also does not like a vortex. So when you're living your life in a vacuum um, and you're disconnected from the natural laws and natural scheme of things, mm -hmm. um, it can really throw you completely uh, out of whack. That's when she can get in and throw you out of whack. Yeah. That's when you disconnect. But when you're connected with it, you're like, oh, I know your game. Yeah. That those are promises that can't be kept. Um, so the plague of wild beasts is when you disconnect. You yeah. disconnect from your body. You disconnect from the nature and earth. That's what, is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. Okay. So would this also be the way we treat our environment? It, it has an enormous amount to do with with our environment, and you know the um, whenever I walk past uh, you, you know uh, at the mall now that I go to the mall, and I walk past that Botox center, I start thinking to myself, oh my God, all those people are in there suffering from the plague of wild beasts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's a lack of appreciation for what we have too. Yeah, we can't find the love in that. So. To counter that, wouldn't you have to find gratitude and limits? Yes. Because I think when you let, when you remove all limits and let go all of control of your life, you're at the mercy of everything around you. And, I would agree. And, and that's kind of when you throw yourself in nature with nothing but a lighter, <laughs> nothing but a lighter and, and, a, and a Bowie knife, you know, and you try to survive, and, and, and so that's you're at the mercy of everything. You're at the mercy of nature. So restriction. One of the things you taught me about restriction is it brings life back into balance because unrestricted growth becomes a cancer. Unrestricted <laughs> growth becomes the forest fire. Um, so if you so if you restrict that down, and that restriction gives you also gives you gratitude and appreciation. So what I did is I I pulled the these, the following three candles to help you connect with the balance of life to <laughs> find gratitude and create the ability to find beauty in everything because when you can find beauty in everything you can find appreciation in everything so and so I pulled three cards after defining that and I got this is hilarious and confusing sacred space blessed herbal candle fast cash wicked witch mojo doesn't make sense does it it's kind of the opposite and then luck affirmation I was like, what's this about? And like, I had a little moment on this one. I had to take some time. But if you look at Sacred Space Candle, because I pulled that one to connect to the balance of all life. So that made sense. Because when yeah. you're out of alignment with nature, you can't find personal balance. And nature is that wild force that seems to be without rhythm, but actually it has a rhythm that's greater than you. And you are probably not comfortable with that rhythm because it means that you need to fail to succeed. It means you need to hurt to heal. Um, you need the negative for the positive. And we don't like those two things. But it's sacred and it's right. So yeah. when you connect to the sacredness of all things, then you can find the enough in your life and you can find your balance. Enough light to counter the darkness. Enough enough darkness to appreciate the light, that whole balance. Yeah. So 
then I got the wicked the fast cash wicked witch mojo to connect to gratitude. And I was like, wow, that kind of is the opposite, right? But when you're sitting in a place of pity, you'll always want more. So it's the appreciation for what you already have that connects you with the energy that brought it to you in the first place. But here's why I think it was the fast cash. The faster something arrives, the faster it will leave. So it's appreciating what you have. Life goes, life moves really fast in our worlds now. Yes. Uh, things just disappear. So, so gratitude is not just the, for the easy, luxurious things in life. It's for the struggles that got you there too, because if those struggles come in fast, they can go out fast as well. Um, and then I got luck affirmation to help you find the beauty in everything. And again, I, I'm, I'm sitting with this candle. I literally picked up the candle and I said, "What are you telling me here?" And I realize it's because it's gold. There is gold or the spark of the divine within everything. And if you are lucky enough to be able to not only see it, but recognize that it's an opportunity and appreciate it. It's an opportunity to be connected with everything. Yeah. So so luck, I mean, that that's that gold, the, seeing the gold in everything, because somebody who is truly lucky can see the opportunity and see the beauty and see that in everything. So, yeah, I, I I think that that's a very very necessary, and there's just so many people that are, um, you know, uh, obsessed in things in regards to attempting to uh, mm-hmm. trick fate, basically. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's when they get caught up in this this type of energy. Yeah. Um, the next one is the plague plague of uh, pestilence or the plague of the sun. Now, interestingly, in astrology, Jackie, the sun has to do with the center of consciousness of the individual. It's basically our destiny, the path that we're supposed to walk upon, uh, you know, the direction that we go in, what makes us a unique individual. Now, a plague of the sun is when you have way too much of that, mm-hmm. and you have, uh, and you're no longer. Um, uh, even looking at things through the realm of another person's point of view. So a plague of the, the sun is so, you're so into yourself that everything outside of you or your relating function no longer works, basically. Uh, and uh, in many ways, I think that this is a plague of the heart as well, um, uh, because it you, you know you become so focused on you that there's just not any ability for any other energy to come in um, or for you to even see things from other people's point of view as well. So because you can't see things from other people's point of view, you're no longer conscious of how your actions may be affecting other people. Well, that and then when when um, it hits the fan and your life falls apart, mm-hmm. you say, why me? Because you, you can't be conscious of of the future results of your actions. Yeah. I think that's part of that plague, too. And the interesting thing it's is that it is the sun, Jackie, that provides us with foresight. Yeah, so, of course, if you have too much of it, you can't you can't see anything. When the yeah. sun's in your eyes, you can't see anything. Yeah. So, so to counter that plague of the sun or the plague of pestilence, you have to awaken to the understanding of how your actions today affect not only everyone in your world, but impossibly the entire world. Yeah. Because one misplaced word or deed can bring down an empire, and that empire could be your empire. 
uh, you know, just one one misplaced moment and being conscious of, of what could happen. So when you become conscious of your connection to the world, your actions are blessed. Yes. And so when your actions are blessed, you bless others. And when you bring blessings to others, you tend to get a little bit of that blessing on yourself. Um, but that's only in, in, in if you go out there without that me consciousness. So there's three candles that help you connect with your community, That and that's pulling you out of yourself and into the bigger picture. That brings blessings to the world and helps you heal your own curse because this is the issue of me, so you have to heal your own curse. And so I wrote that, and then these are the three candles, and I just laughed and got confused at the same time. So I got High John, Hoodoo Candle, Flying Monkeys, Wicked Witch Mojo, and Reversing Hoodoo Candle. Makes no sense, does it? No. But it does when you look at it one by one. If you look at Hi, John, I pulled to connect with your community. Well, this candle is known for helping you find the right words at the right time. So I just started laughing about that because what I said is one misplaced word. So Hi, John helps you get to um, having the right words and being conscious of the words and how powerful your words are. Because when you speak from a higher place and speak from truth balanced with love, you can change your world to the positive in an instant. So high John isn't about immediate action. It's about right action mm-hmm. and what will bring you to a new level of consciousness within your community. So the flying monkeys to bring blessings to the world. So that makes no sense either. Flying monkeys is like protection. We think of you know the Wicked Witch as flying monkeys as, as evildoers. So how could they bring blessings to the world? Well, I started thinking about Wicked. The mm-hmm. other side of the story. So when you're only working from your small perspective, you may not understand the needs of others. So when when we see um, Gone with the Gone with the Wind, <laughs> wrong movie, <laughs> wrong black and white movie. Um, when we see Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. um, we only see Dorothy's perspective. Yes. And you never understand why is the Wicked Witch so wicked? Well, she wasn't. She was following her path and her truth. And her truth was that Dorothy was wicked and Dorothy was stealing from her. Mm-hmm. So the frustrations and fears that you're working with. You mean for, Glenda? Glen, well, yeah, and Dorothy because Dorothy yeah. didn't give the shoes back to her. And so, <laughs> so the frustrations and fears that you're working from can be the undoing of others and vice versa. And instead of saying, well, what's the other perspective here? So when you take a moment with the flying monkeys to fly above the situation and see from many points of view, and see that we're all connected, we can all heal or destroy each other. Um, and then the last one, reversing hoodoo to heal your own, the uh, to heal your own self-inflicted curse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I went, of course, of course, because it's kind of like a reverse the curse kind of thing. So when you're filled with your own ego, there is no room available for the light of truth. When you're too filled with me, 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 there's no room for the divine. So when you when you live only from your ego, you curse yourself into living within fear. Um, so you, if you reverse that trend and allow the light of truth, just a tiny, tiny, tiny space, it'll take it from there. I, I think that another thing for people to to realize is that in many ways the Wizard of Oz metaphor is important here because a lot of times when we're not following a spiritual system and we're not connected and we're not doing the inner work, we live kind of a black and white reality. 
um, like Dorothy does in Kansas. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no there's no color there. Once she goes to take her journey, once she makes the choice basically to go down the yellow brick road, mm-hmm. um, we begin to uh, see more details. We begin to see how our particular actions um, may be influencing pretty much everything. So I'm I'm glad that you brought up the the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Wizard of Oz thing because I was going to mention it earlier, but I forgot. Well, you uh, know, I, I really want to do a show when we talk about the black and white. I mean, we really we'll yeah. really spend some time with that because I think that's important. Definitely, definitely. Um, we have to take a break. Jackie and I'll right. be back in a flash. Do not touch that dial. Dial. You're listening to Keep It Magic. Plastic bag drifting through the wind, wanting to start again. Do you ever feel this so paper thin, like a house of cards, one broken caving in? Do you ever feel already buried deep, six feet under screens, but no one seems to hear a thing? Do you know that there's still a chance for you? Cause there's a spark in you, you just gotta
back to Keep It Magic, everybody. I'm Storm Sestavani. It's 5.04 p.m. over here on the East Coast, and it is currently, Jackie, 12.04, I believe, in Hawaii, and I just got a text from our good friend, Beth Sabat, who said, um, great show. You guys are doing a great job, and love to Jackie and you. Thank you, Beth. Um, I can't text you in the middle of a show, so I can just say it on the air. She's listening from her iPhone. Oh, I love it. That's exciting. Yeah, I can listen to Blog Talk from my um, Android, too. Yeah, so it's, it's it's pretty amazing. You know, all these people that are listening, we don't even know where they are. They're calling us up, and they're saying, oh, aren't you on that show? I mean, it's... It's exciting. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of bummed we have four to left to go because we don't have the ton of time, and I, I'm, I, I don't want to speed through them, but we will. Um, the next one is the Plague of Oils, mm-hmm. which is the Plague of Mars. Um, if you want to get Kabbalistically, you could call it the Plague of Gavura. Um, basically, this is a plague that has to do with diseases of the bodies. And if you look at um, anybody that has, like, uh, cancer or HIV or um, any form of other, um, you know, traumatic type of illness, it becomes an infestation and a plague because not only does it affect that individual, but it also affects every single person that is in the lives of that individual as well. Yes. Um, and it is really, you, you know, the result of disease, if you take it apart to the word dis-ease, mm-hmm. um, basically uh, this can be extremely, extremely problematic because of the fact that it is a result of the 1% realm usually in many ways. You are you're really right because I'm I'm watching my mother go through that. I'm watching um, other friends other friends go through that. Some on the mental health end, some on the physical end, and it really becomes um, it, it, everybody gets focused on it, and and it affects everyone's life. So um, so you know you said it's because we disconnect from a spiritual way of life. Mm-hmm. And and when you disconnect from a spiritual way of life, you become very vulnerable to the negativity sneaking in. And if you think about it, Jackie, Mars, the planet, is the planet that we use to go out into the world to get what it is that we want. Mm-hmm. And when Mars is not working operatively, it is one of the planets, I think, that can lead to um, depressions. Um, it can lead to a lot of nasty stuff. And then basically what happens is that we're going to somatize the psychological into a physical ailment as well. And so here's what I think. Um, with Mars being a martial, a martial planet um, with, and, and spiritual paths being um, when you work on a, a martial art or a spiritual path, you need discipline. Yeah. So to counter the plague of boils, it's discipline. And I did not like that this is discipline. I did not like this answer at all because I am a lacking of it. But um, So you have to have the discipline to continually turn to the spiritual side of life and not slide into the discontent that leads to disease. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, that you and I helped each other through during the holiday season, helping each other back when we're having a, a difficult day. Beth brings us both back in. Patty, um, my business partner and, and sister and, and uh, all kinds of partners, she helps bring me bring me back in, into that too. So when you have yeah. that, um, it's really easy to slide into that. So anger, grief, disappointment, fear can all distract you from your spiritual practice. 
And so it's, you know, when you're pissed off, you don't, like, go home. You go, oh, mama, 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 and and you have some, uh, you know, exclamation marks after that. Um, and you call um other names. But but that's not being spiritual. That's just being pissed off and pretending you're spiritual. Yeah. But when you're pissed off and go, all right, I need to find a calm center. I need help. I need to surrender this. Da, 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 da. So, so when you react from your own pain, it just gets worse. So you, when you have the discipline, when you're sad, to go, all right, I'm depressed, I'm sad, I'm going to turn back to um, uh, my spiritual practice to help lift me up. Mm-hmm. Instead of making all the excuses in the world. So I figured we need three candles to help you find, create, and maintain your spiritual practice. So here's the three three I pulled. Attraction, love, blessed herbal candle, come to me, hoodoo, and poof, wicked witch mojo. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Again, I had to take some time with this. So why the attraction, love, blessed herbal candle to find your spiritual practice? Now, on the surface... It attracts it to you. But there's not a one-size-fits-all solution in a spiritual practice. But there's a starting point. You're not going to find the complete picture when you're looking for your spiritual practice. You're going to find your starting point, and Mm -hmm. that's the most important part, is that you get started, and that starting point is always filled with love. And it's very often divinely divinely appointed. So the Come to Me Hoodoo Candle helps you create your spiritual practice. No matter where you start, you will change and grow until you find that perfect spiritual path for you, and you'll pull it piece by piece, and that's that come-to-me aspect. Come to me. The the teaching that I need comes to you. So if you take the time to listen, the divine will lead you just to the right place and just to the right people for your journey. Now, why the Poof Wicked Witch to maintain your spiritual practice? And this is because a conversation we had just a couple days ago. When you are on your spiritual path and you are working on being disciplined, you will be challenged, you will be led astray, you will be led into your own darkness, and you will be led into your own sabotage. It stops your journey until you decide, I've had enough. And you yell back at it, and you yell back at that sabotage, and you go, get away from me. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> and and then you poof them away with the divine light. So that's why the poof candle. So when you, those challenges come up, you poof them away. Absolutely. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So the next one. Now, it's interesting when you say that because the next one, of course, is the plague of hail or the plague of Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Jupiter has to do with uh, with lots of. It's the planet of lots of. And when um, Jupiter, when you're going through a Jupiter transit, it's usually very, very beneficial. Mm-hmm. But if there's too much Jupiter, it can lead to an enormous amount of uh, of excess, which at the Oracle at Delphi in Greece, above the shrine of Apollo and Dionysus, it says nothing to in excess. Um, uh, so really, in many ways, this plague also has to do with um, the environment that you're in. In other words, are you? Uh, uh, what kind of a support system in many ways do you have around you? Um, and uh, what are you using basically to fix yourself? So if you're spending all day at the freaking casino, you're probably not going to have a great spiritual life going. And and that's different than the the plague of the sun, which is me, 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 me. Yeah. Or the plague of Earth, which is it's all about how how badass I look. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how many things do you have? Yeah, it's it's the excess of it. Yes, it's not the focus of it. It's not the focus on the self. It's the focus on having more than enough. The plague of hoarders. 
the fight for it. So, <clears throat> um, to, and, and it complicates you. Yes. So it becomes very complicated, and then you can't even think. So to counter the plague of Jupiter, the plague of hail, you must understand the power of restriction again. I talked; to, we talked about restriction a couple of plagues ago. <laughs> but unlimited light, growth, or consumption will consume you. You know what can cure can kill. What can kill can cure. So we we have to have a balance of expansion with restriction. When you have a balance of of expansion and restriction together, you have a focused and powerful energy that can manifest exactly what you need. Not what you want, what you need. So when you replace divine energy with the material world, it will never be enough and you will always crave more. Like when you replace a divine energy with food, you'll always need more food. When you place a divine energy with with, uh, QVC shopping, you'll always be QVC shopping. Yeah. That becomes your God, basically. Right. So so, um, there can... Be anything from hoarding love, hoarding anger, hoarding mm-hmm. fears, too many bills, hoarding things. So there's three. Can- I figure we have three candles to clear the fear that blocks the divine. Learn discernment and trust in the light to bring you enough. Those three candles will hold that space while you learn that. So everything and then some wicked witch mojo. Hilarious, right? Yeah. Vision quest, blessed herbal candle, and Ganesh world magic candle. So why everything and then some for hoarders? Because it's going to clear out the blocks to the divine. You start from the inside out because you already have the divine within. You already have enough within, and that's going to teach you that. You cannot block the divine because you're already a part of divine energy. So when you work from this inside-out place your fear of your fears, it can't block you anymore. Now, the Vision Quest candle to learn discernment. When you live in any type of excess, you're protecting something from discovery now, aren't you? You're burying it deep, and so now it's time to dig through what you've buried it with and understand what your own lies and fears are and what is the truth of light. Mm -hmm. And then Ganesh, World Magic Candle, to trust in the divine to bring enough, which makes me laugh that this is a candle for this, because Ganesh is the remover of obstacles. So when you are so focused on what more you need, what more excess you need to put in your place, you're literally blocking your own road with all of the unrecognized light and opportunities that you have. So when you trust that you will always have enough, when you trust that you have enough of what you need in the moment, the light brings opportunities, more opportunities than you can really even fathom, but that's hoarding a little bit. So it brings the right amount of opportunities, um, that opportunities for fulfilling yourself with that divine energy. Isn't that, it's just ironic. I, just yeah, love, it's, I it's, love this. It's very uh, ironic. The next one is the Plague of Locusts. Mm-hmm. Now, Jackie, I ha- am sure that you, you know, because we're in the business of locusts, um, uh, you meet a lot of people that no matter what seems to be going on in their lives, there's always a problem or always chaos or they're, you know, uh, uh, you know, one moment from a, the, 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 mm-hmm. a suicide hotline, you know, no matter what. Um, and this is the Plague of Saturn, and it is when... All of the responsibilities of life just seem to fall on you constantly, over and over and over and over. Yep. Um, and basically, what happens, I think, is that when this plague happens, that there's so much chaos mm-hmm. that begins to occur in your life, it prevents us basically uh, from dealing with our issues, and we become distracted by by everything other than what really matters. And this plague threatened me this morning. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And this is where I had stopped last night as I was doing some writing, and then I came back to it and went, oh, (laughs) 
oh, that's pretty funny. Because the countering, to counter the plague of locusts, you have to stop the insanity. Yeah. To counter the plague of locusts, you have to say, my life is crazy and I need to stop it now. you got to turn off your technology. you got to go find some quiet space, even if it's just the bathroom for an hour, for a, well, hopefully not in the bathroom for a day. But um, go away. Get a moment of quiet. When you allow quiet, when you allow yourself to be filled with the quiet, and i got to tell you, it starts by, quiet starts by being very, very noisy in your head. So it takes a minute to get to that place of quiet. It fills you, and you become the eye of the storm. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Yeah, but I'm bummed. So when, you, when you're the eye of the storm, you have time to recoup, to do what you need to do as the chaos is around you and you're not affected. So we need three candles to remove yourself from the chaos, to get into your body, to rediscover yourself, and to create healthy boundaries. So we have the fertility blessed herbal candle, the female energies, the moon, and the tranquil home. And I saw this and I loved it because the fertility is about newness. You have a time for a new perspective, a new way of dealing with it, a new environment. So if you try to fix this chaos while you're in the middle of the chaos and you're reacting to the chaos and old behaviors, you need that new way of doing it when you approach it in a new way, in a new environment. You can approach things fresh. And it's hard to get to that new place sometimes. Yeah, it, it, it can be very, very difficult to get away from chaos. And so many people are addicted to chaos. It's incredible. Yes. Speaking of addictions, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, we're heading towards the two most difficult plagues. Uh, somebody texted me earlier, Jackie, and said, these are bad enough, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're on, number, we're on number nine, the plague of darkness. Um, well, let me, let me do the last two candles real quick. Sure. The female energy is the moon to get into your body and rediscover yourself. It's time to nurture yourself. When you nurture yourself, there's not room for more of the chaos. And tranquil home hoodoo to create um, healthy boundaries because when you remain in a place of tranquility, it's hard to be pulled off your center. Yeah. Plague of darkness. I'll go faster. So the plague of darkness is also the plague of Uranus. Um, And basically this this type of a plague here is basically when – you're partic- participating in activities or events that may not be healthy for you, um, yet you're getting a little bit of light out of it so you continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Yet at the same time, um, you're settling for less. You're settling for right. very, very little in regards to your life. So you pretty much turned out the candle except for a little bitty tiny you know, ember going on. Right. Um, and at times, we have to be willing to sever our connection to things that are no longer working for us, even though that we may, uh, you know, no matter how it is that we may appear to others in right. order to do that. And to counter that, you have to embrace it for what it is. You have to embrace it as an addiction. You have mm-hmm. to say, this is darkness, and I am, I'm giving this gift of darkness so I can understand that it is not the light. So the absence of light, helps you understand that you're starving and yeah. you need to find the light to be to feed your soul. So the three candles we need is to, one that defines the dark, one that finds the light, and one that helps you understand their places in your life. Mm-hmm. So I pulled three candles, protection, healing, and eye of newt. I, again, ironic. Protection is a black candle. Mm-hmm. So it helps you define the darkness. So your darkness serves a purpose. It's only to show you um, what it is to live without the light. So there's always a gift as, as you leave your darker natures behind, and it's the gift of personal growth. So this candle will help you consume will will help consume the dark around you, so it allows you to elevate your spirit. 
the healing Blessed Herbal Candle helps you find the light within you because it helps you bring all of the aspects of yourself into alignment. And when you bring them into alignment, you're, you're automatically open to the light. It's as simple as that, not necessarily easy. It takes vigilance, dedication, and trust that the light will draw, it to you, draw you to it. Um, and then the Eye of Newt, which is Brew Candle, helps you understand their places in your life. Now, the Eye of Newt Candle is going to open your eyes to see what consumes your light and what reflects your light back to you. So it's going to help you see around you what feeds that darkness and what feeds the light. And so um, what eats you or what feeds you. And so you'll be empowered and surprised by this expanded understanding. Um, and you'll be able to see what the divine truth is and all that. The next plague, which I think is probably the worst, mm-hmm. um, is the plague of slaying of the firstborn, which is really a plague of entitlement and or the plague of Neptune. Um in many ways, Jackie, Neptune is a very, number one, it rules the dual sign Pisces. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and number two, it is basically what gives us a particular spiritual quest um, to redeem, um, uh, you know, our, our, our mortality and connect us with uh, some form of divine essence. <laughs> On one hand, it is very, very positive, okay, because you connect with others, you share, you become a part of the larger whole. Mm-hmm. When it's disjointed, it's kind of like a mermaid. And what a mermaid does, or a melusine, um, what she does is that she stays in the water and she sings to soldiers. And they're so caught up via her beauty that they jump into the water and she drowns them. Hmm. Um, which is why Neptune, uh, people with strong Neptunes in their chart, and people with a lot of Pisces often have problems with addictions often have problems with victimization, often feel entitled to things that they may not necessarily um, deserve. Um, And as a result of it, this can be very difficult. Right. Well, that that plague of entitlement that you're talking about is that that I shouldn't have to work for what I have. And that Mm -hmm. reminds me of when you talk about the bread of shame. Mm -hmm. And so... When you counter the um, this plague of Neptune, you understand that you that only earning what you're re- wait I'm, I'm phrasing this wrong that if your rewards come only through how you earn them am I saying that right um, that will actually satisfy you but when you're continuously given 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 you will never be satisfied it will never be enough so. Um, um, you know, so that's the first. That's how you counter that plague. So when you live your life always being given to or demanding, you'll you'll always be thirsting. So we we need three candles that help you step out of the misery that of never being satisfied, help you find your purpose, and begin to bring ease to the world. And that last one is going to be interesting because I pulled prosperity affirmation, soulmate affirmation, and heart blessed herbal candle. Mm-hmm. The prosperity affirmation is to step out of the misery because you need to release your limiting thoughts and open up to the divine and your misery will be put at ease. And that's what the prosperity affirmation does is it helps open up your heart and your mind because when they're closed, there's no way for the light of the divine to enter and heal you. The soulmate affirmation to find your purpose. Well, it's perfect because most of us are walking around with cracked souls or broken souls or fractured souls. And when we finally put it all back together, we our purpose becomes immediately apparent to us because although many methods may vary, in the end, the purpose the divine wishes for us is to be good to each other and to learn about the blessing of giving. When we give, we're open to receiving. 
which is why that last one is the heart blessed herbal candle to bring ease to the world. Compassion and love are needed to truly give of the heart. When you give of the heart, the light multiplies to a level that can heal and bring ease to those who suffer. So to counter entitlement, you have to give. Mm-hmm. And that kind of is the purpose of life, isn't it? Yeah, it, it kind of is. That's number 10. That's number 10. We're healed. Amen. Yeah, so you all now have, know how to get rid of the plagues in your life. Um, and basically, let me reiterate that basically what the plagues were um, were a particular process um, in the book of Exodus in which it was moving. Because interestingly enough, Jackie, and a lot of people don't know this because it's not, um, you know, it is in, in the Old Testament, but a lot of the Egyptians didn't want to be there anymore either. So they all left too, Um, uh, which we'll talk about later in the book of Deuteronomy in heading towards summer because they're called the mixed multitude. Um, uh, But basically, you know, some Egyptians said, you know what, this dude here is getting all these plagues on us. We better follow this system, and they all took off also. Um, But it's interesting that the Torah then refers to them as the Israelites, all encompassed, um, rather than anything else. So... The reason for plagues in your life is basically to put you back on a spiritual path, and that is one of the main things um, to look at, or, uh, you know, the process of your own individuation, or so the process of becoming true to yourself. Yeah. They're warnings and they're signs. So so when shit hits the fan, which I wasn't supposed to say because I'm trying not to swear because we're going to get um, whatever. Um, <laughs> we're going to get good things because I'm not swearing. Um but when you when when it hits the fan and things are falling apart, it's a sign to pay attention. Yeah. And to bring the light in. Absolutely, absolutely. We're done, Jackie. I know, it goes so fast. We're done. Um everybody make sure that you cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com if you have a problem in your life, you want to pick up these candles, um go back into the archives. Any plague that you are having a problem with, Jackie has given you three candles basically to get out of it. Um, pick those on up over at CoventryCreations.com. Um, and Jackie and I will be back next week. And until then, what do they need to do, Jackie? They need to keep it magic. Speak life, everybody. We'll be back next week. Have a great, great, great afternoon. feels perfect other days it just ain't working the good the bad the right the wrong and everything in between yo it's crazy amazing we can turn our heart through the words we say mountains crumble with every syllable broken live or die so speak
Hope will fall like rain when you speak life with the words you say. Raise your thoughts a little higher. 